Welcome to the Monocle Podcast. We are an independent management consulting firm, and in this podcast, we discuss our latest insights and opinions to help you achieve exceptional performance in banking and insurance together. Welcome to the Monocle Insights Podcast. I'm Guy Wilding, Monocle's Research Manager based in Johannesburg. And on today's podcast, we have a return guest, Lisa Waldhausen, a Principal and Migration Specialist at Monocle. And today we're going to be talking about the current state of migration in 2023, you know, specifically focusing on financial institutions with deeply embedded legacy systems of financial institutions set up adequately to manage that risk and and the effort required to complete these migrations within budget, on time and without major incidents. So Lisa, welcome back to the podcast. Um, It's great to have you again. Hi, Guy. Thank you so much for having me back. It's an honor to be back on the podcast and talking about something that I'm so passionate about. Last time we talked about migration mishaps. We deconstructed a couple of the more notable ones that have been publicized. And we spoke about a little bit about the approach to manage that risk. One thing that came out quite clearly is that these issues aren't often well reported or publicized, but the frequency of them is quite significant. Uh, and that really encapsulated quite nicely in a report from McKinsey where they, where they quote, as fundamental as they are, three-fourths of ERP transformation projects, including migrations, fail to stay on schedule or within budget, and two-thirds have a negative return on investment. So my first question for you, Lisa, is are financial institutions equipped to even transition away from their legacy data and application infrastructure or are overruns and those sort of things just now part for the course? I think you raise such an important question and, and like you say, this is prolific across the industry and across all industries for that matter. It's not so much if financial organizations are able to transit as much as it is they really have no choice but to. With the advent and the widespread adoption of cloud, organizations are forced to move. They're forced to change in order to remain relevant, cost-effective, and scale their operations in a way that is efficient long-term. But the drawback is ultimately that they're really struggling to do this within the prescribed timelines and within budget. At all levels of executive, there's knowledge that there needs to be a movement and there's a big drive behind that. And there's, there's all the buy-in that we need, but ultimately the gap lies in the transition itself. So how is this actually going to work? How are we going to manage risk and ultimately cost in this process? Migrations are not business as usual projects, and that means while they are very experienced and knowledgeable people um, within these organizations, they are either not available for the project at hand, and there are so many transformative initiatives happening in these organizations at once, so either these experts aren't available or the people that are available don't have the migration-specific flavor of experience required to get migrations over the line. Yeah, you mentioned off the bat that it's not a question of if you can, it's that you have to. And so we're definitely seeing that there's this need for banks and insurers and the financial industry to digitize um, and, and to move on to newer technologies. And one of the, those examples, and we looked at it in the last podcast, was the TSB bank example, where they had a, a migration incident in 2018, a, a failure in, in their migration that, that caused a significant amount of disruption. And recently, the regulators um, fined them 
48 million pounds, which is just a really significant amount, something that um, executives are are going to definitely not want um, in their future for their migrations. The silver lining is that TSB have bounced back from that and reported their highest ever statutory profit before tax this year. So there is, like you mentioned, this massive benefit in migrating and upgrading your bank. Tell us some of the biggest challenges that you see banks and insurers encountering when they migrate their data. So Guy, there are there are many of them. I'd probably say the top four challenges are first of which planning that's not grounded in reality planning that kind of really focuses around an end date and not really all the steps and the critical path that it takes to get there. The next big challenge or thing that results in issues is underestimated complexity that followed by a struggle to manage risk in a migration. How do we go about managing risk? What do we need to do to ensure that we don't follow the same catastrophic outcomes that we saw with TSB? And then finally, and very closely linked to that, maybe a microscope on the last point, is insufficient testing. And, and you mentioned that re- repetition of mistakes. What do you think it is that, uh, that is causing us to make these mistakes again? Ironically, it's really a combination of the both. But ultimately, what happens is when these organizations get locked into a deadline that's either put forward as a kind of requirement to get a quicker return on investment, which is something we see quite often, or alternatively a regulatory deadline, testing falls by the wayside, or testing uh, is happens so late in the game that there's really no opportunity for remediation prior to go live. So um, these programs will often go into the go live knowing that they have an issue, or um, which was the case with TSB, or alternatively, Remediation is done just before your cutover, and what that ultimately results in is a knock-on impact to the broader migration solution. So you go in with, well, you think you've resolved one problem, you've actually opened up multiple more, just because you aren't really allowing these testing cycles to resolve themselves. So looking at the state of migrations, um, the end goal for us, uh, of the industry, is to improve this migration process. So how do we actually go about resolving this? So I I keep going back to it, but ultimately this sits with efficient planning, grounding, grounded, sorry, in reality that allows for adequate time to actually build your migration solution. And most importantly, allows time for things to go wrong. We have seen it. We know it. It's, it's anecdotal. It's statistical. Things are going to go wrong in a migration. And the most responsible way to approach migrations before things have gone wrong is to create that time for testing and issue or bug remediation. So right now I'm talking to one of my clients with a migration date that's actually two years from now. And that sounds like a significant amount of time. That's really not a lot of time. So what I like to do with my clients is plan backwards. So we look at all the critical components of the migration and make sure that things like uh, development and very specifically testing, I keep harping on on it, but it really is so important and there's different types of testing, is an absolute non-negotiable. So your plan should say, okay, this is our end date. How many months do we need to iron out testing? 
what what sort of timeline are we seeing where we'll raise defects and then how do we fix them moving forward to ensure that by the time we go live we know as a fact that absolutely nothing is going to go wrong a really good plan will drive pressure and urgency up front so you have kind of a flat cadence of delivery where it's not relaxing letting things kind of go and happen and then you reach the end and then there's this massive ramp up and inability to actually execute in the final stages where the wheels come off and people are panicked and when you have that sort of delivery cadence from kind of low and slow to fast and kind of ramped up you actually only introduce more risk into the migration itself by not having that kind of flat delivery cadence migrations have a significant technical technological element to it and that's just the nature of of the initiative but another really essential component and you you keep touching on it and i think it's so critical is the project management side of it i mean this is project management on steroids and and it's across years and multiple interdependencies Um, it really requires quite a shift in the caliber of your project managers, the ability for your stakeholders to to be confident and to be transparent, your key stakeholders to be confident, transparent. Uh, what do you see as being the, the things that need to be reworked? So, yeah, so Guy, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's really about once you have a solid plan in place, it's about really proactive project health monitoring and communication. So understanding where things go wrong, and then communicating that open and honestly out to stakeholders that sit outside of your immediate program. In some cases, deadlines just cannot be met. And often programs either don't know this because they don't have the maturity to look at a migration plan and see that the wheels are coming off, Well, they do know this, but they're avoiding an uncomfortable conversation or pushback from the organization's more senior stakeholders or regulatory bodies. Obviously, we don't want to come with bad news to any of these organizations, but for the health of the organization to manage massive cost overruns, this is something that we have to do. So data migration tracking should be detailed and accurate enough to know that things aren't going well. First prize is obviously if we can remediate and get back on track. But second prize, as I alluded to, is to open up the negotiations and the conversations which with whichever party it may be well ahead of time with reasonable and well-substantiated justification for why things might run over. So banking insurance for a while now is no longer just about uh, risk and finance. It's also very much about technology. Um, how do you feel that the expertise and the role of senior management and senior stakeholders um, in these companies need to evolve to cope with uh, migrations? So to their credit, Guy, the look and feel of senior leadership and executives in, in the financial institutions we engage with have evolved significantly over the past, say, 10 years. Technology used to be something left to IT, who whilst consulted on the strategy of the organization were not put at the forefront. Now, successful non-technical executives can speak tech. Almost every exec you encounter these days, specifically in larger organizations, have seen firsthand how migrations or technical deployments have gone belly up and have increased sensitivity and awareness around the inherent risk of migrations and what can go, go wrong. 
But to answer your question directly, I think the top three things I would suggest executives should focus on, firstly, to embrace agile. So let me first caveat everything I'm about to say with the fact that agile does not fit perfectly into these type of programs, especially from a timing perspective where a deadline is imposed or there's a date we're working towards. And sometimes an MVP that you would typically use in agile is the entire solution of a migration. Sometimes you just have to take everything over at once. So agile isn't appropriate in that sense, but there are a few things that we can borrow from agile, which are super effective. The first of which is embracing failure, especially early early on. I think agile says fail fast and fail early. And there's nothing I personally enjoy more than seeing hundreds of defects raised post early stages of migration testing, because it means that the testing being conducted is well thought out, it's complete, and it considers the correct things. So to have that visibility and the desire to identify shortcomings in your solution will ultimately set you in a better position than seeing failure or or problems in your solution as something not to be celebrated. The next thing um, linked to this is radical honesty and accountability. Ultimately, so many things are going to go wrong in these programs. And when we create a space where people aren't afraid to fail, aren't afraid to say that something is wrong, we ultimately have a better environment that ensures that we work out issues sooner rather than later. And that takes a lot of maturity. And that takes a space where someone can put their hand up and say, I've done something wrong, rather than the cycle of hiding things and pushing them down the road, where something could have been resolved very quickly up in the beginning stages of the program, is now pushed down, no one's talking about it, and ultimately becomes a blocker to a successful go-live months later. The next thing I would suggest executives do is embrace change in new technology. Technology used to be very scary. And and that really leads itself to, I guess, my my final point in, in that, although it's important to stay abreast of technology topics, no one is an expert on everything when it comes to tech and different tech subjects. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself with experts. And that involves staffing your teams with the appropriate skills, as well as partnering well to make sure that your closest advisors and experts in the subject matter, and in this case, migrations, are there to help you avoid the pitfalls that we see again and again in migration initiatives. Great. And I mean, I remember on the last podcast, you mentioned that migrations have massive amounts of interdependencies. And just going back to your points around collaboration and and having that uh, transparent and honest collaboration, you know, the interdependencies become risks because later on down the line, that mistake or that that issue that wasn't flagged or wasn't raised appropriately is going to have multiple um, effects. It won't just be in your stream or, or in that one process. Going on a little bit of a, a tangent now, uh, we can talk about the skill shortage. And, and that is a, a specific issue in um, a lot of the regions that we operate in, South Africa, Netherlands, the UK. But it's even more acute when we think about migrations and, and cloud migrations as well being the big kind of trend at the moment. 
how do we as, as Monaco assist our clients in executing their migration initiatives? So you're exactly right. There is a massive skills shortage, specifically as it relates to data engineering. There aren't, there truly aren't enough people in the market to service the projects that are currently in play. So from a Monocle perspective, uh, Monocle offers an end-to-end migration service. We do everything from migration strategy development project planning, which we talk about a lot, migration design, to actual the in the in the reads of it, execution and delivery of migrations. Alongside our execution capability, we also offer migration health assessments so we can come in at any stage of your migration to do an assessment, identify potentially your weak points and areas within the migration you might need to enhance, as well as assurance and control solutions to provide a second set of eyes on what is probably going to be one of riskier projects that an executive would face in their, uh, in their career. And it goes to the, the point of why consultants exist in the first place. And a part of that is independent assessment, independent um, advisory. And so as Monaco, we definitely want to assist our clients in managing um, sometimes conflicting relationships between what IT is proposing and what business requires. And then additionally, as Monaco, and you mentioned it, our focus is on execution and implementation. And, and we always position ourselves as the bridge between your IT stakeholders and your business stakeholders. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. It's been uh, fantastic to have you uh, again. And uh, I think we should get you back for a third one at some point. (laughs) Thank you so much, Guy. And it's been a pleasure talking to you today. For our listeners that would like to learn more about what we do at Monocle, you can find our data migration insights and case studies on our website, along with our full range of insights and Monocle podcasts. Similarly, if you'd like to contact us, you can find our details on the website for both our European and South African practices. Visit monoclesolutions.com to subscribe for updates. From Johannesburg to London, Cape Town to Amsterdam, Monocle, we design change.